birthday edition on my birthday this past Tuesday, September 4th. I interviewed my mother (laughs) and asked her to reflect on the day that I was born. I wanted to know her birth story because really it's my born day, but it's her birthday because she's the one that gave birth. So mom and I, we got up went for an amazing spa day, bonded, um, had lunch, came back home, and I sprung on her this interview, and she she consented to have a conversation with me about the day that I was born. And so I'm so excited to share that conversation with you all. Before we get into that, as I begin every show, I want to recognize a group or person that is self-love slaying in these streets. And I have to, without a doubt, recognize Jeffrey Owens. If you've been following the news and social media, you know that Jeffrey was on The Cosby Show and he played the husband of Sandra who was the oldest um, child of the Cosbys. (laughs) Or should I say the Huxtables (laughs) on the Cosby show. And so anyway, apparently um, Mr. Owens was spotted working at his local Trader Joe's. It was posted on social media. And unfortunately, he was shamed by a lot of people for working at Trader Joe's being this you know, former, you know, actor on The Cosby Show. Well, his response was, you know, very real, very grounding and authentic. Like, hey, you know, yeah, when you're an actor and the work is good, the money is good. But when the work stops, so does the money. Um, and of course the Cosby show royalties have been affected, um, by news events we're well aware of, but just overall the work stopped coming and he is a man that is going to work and take care of his family. And that's precisely what he does. And I mean, when I first saw the meme, when my husband showed it to me, I was like, why are people being so mean about this? Like the man is at work. (laughs) And I, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. But anyway, Tyler Perry caught wind of this social media shaming that he was being um, um, subjected to and offered him a job on his up and coming series on the own network. And, you know, I just think that that is a beautiful, beautiful thing for Tyler Perry to do. Tyler Perry has been 
consistently a helping hand in the celebrity community when they are, you know, having challenges or down and, and throughout the community as well. But I do remember some things that he's done in the past. And so I thought that this was just amazing. But it's so interesting how, you know, when people mean bad for you, how God will come and use others to mean good for you, to do good for you, to do good things to you. And so I just want to give it up and crown. I think this is the first male I'm crowning. (laughs) Jeffrey Owens for self-love slaying in these streets, for speaking up for himself. Um, If you follow me, you know that I feel that speaking up for yourself is an act of self-care. And he did just that. And then just a brotherly shout out to Tyler Perry for offering Mr. Owens this this great opportunity. And I know that he's going to rock it. And I wish him and his family well. So now we get to get right into my interview with my mom. So, um, hey, check it out. I asked mom, do you remember the day that I was born? I'll see you after that discussion. All right. It's your girl, J. Pierre Raven, your self-love advocate. And I am here with my mommy. And it is my birthday, September 4th, 2018. And we just had a spa day. How do you feel, mom? I feel great. You do? Can't wait for the next one. I know. We need to do this way, way more often. We both mm-hmm. got massages and facials and just needed relaxation. Um, so I wanted to interview my mom <laughs> about the day that I was born. Um, and so I've been asking her to think about it. I actually just sprung this on her. <laughs> like 10 minutes ago but I've been knowing that I wanted to interview her all day but I knew if I asked her earlier she might try to sneak out of here so yes (laughs) so I just sprung it on her so um just to kind of give you a little background and scenery um my mom was 27 years old when she had me I was born and raised in Houston Texas and I was born at the women's hospital, which still is in existence today. And so I'm a birth doula. Um, if you follow me, you know I'm a birth doula. If you knew, um, a birth doula is a professional non-medical birth professional. Um, I said professional twice. A non-medical birth professional that supports women emotionally and physically before, during, and after labor. Um, a profession that I really stumbled upon and it just it, it's so much bigger because now I feel like I'm a part of this huge birth advocacy world and just advocating for women in general in addition to my moms to have the birth that they choose and make informed decisions about the choices around their birth so I just thought it would be fitting that on my birthday um, that I asked my mom some questions about the day I was born. I know we've talked about it off and on throughout the years, but I don't think I've ever just 
sat down and just asked you details about it. So um, do you remember that day? Like, do you remember waking up that morning? How much do you do you remember at the start of that day? I remember all of it. So when you woke up that morning, was it like a normal morning for you? Did you go to work? I think it was a Thursday, right? Yeah, it was a Thursday. No, I didn't go to work because I had already started on my maternity leave. Okay. So I woke up uh, excited. Okay. And uh, I got dressed uh, like I was going to work. Okay. Because in in a sense, I was going to work. <laughs> so so you knew I was coming because they were going to induce the labor, right? Exactly. Okay. Yes. So if you know my mom, I know my close friends, know my mom or my followers may see um, a picture here or there because she doesn't let me post many pictures. Um, my mom is always dressed to the nines. So you got up <laughs> and you got, I know you put on a full face of makeup. Yes. <laughs> I got my hair done uh, the day before. <laughs> I love it. And um, and you were excited when you woke up. I was truly excited because no one knew what I was having except me. I knew that you were a girl. We didn't we didn't do the um, what is the uh, ultrasound? Oh yeah, the ultrasound and all of that. No, we didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I knew. You knew intuitively that I was yeah, a girl. That you were a girl. Yes. Wow, but yes. no, but nobody else. No, they kept saying that was oh, way this before. Is a boy, oh. it's a boy. You carrying it like a boy. You're gonna have a boy. Yeah, because I even remember seeing like baby pictures, like when you were pregnant at baby showers. And it was like boy clothes. Yeah, and... they gave me a lot of boy clothes at all of my showers. <laughs> Very few girls, because everybody thought I was gonna have a boy, but I knew. Yeah, that I was having a girl. Now. I have an older brother. He's eight years older than me. For those of you that follow me, you know that my brother is eight years older than me. And so it had been eight years since you had a baby. And I know why, but why Why so long? Why eight years? It's not like we were, weren't trying. Okay, okay. We were trying. Um, I think Andre was about two and a half mm-hmm. when we started trying to... Uh, have another baby mm-hmm. so um it took us that long yeah yeah to, to have the baby yes to have me yes. so what were some of the challenges um as to why you guys couldn't conceive um we i was my uh my uh tubes were twisted or Closed or something was going on with okay. that, mm-hmm. and uh, and it required a surgery. But I didn't want to do that mm-hmm. because I felt like eventually I would get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And after you know so many tries and so many uh, um, things and procedures mm-hmm. going through, we just kind of basically gave up, mm-hmm. and um, we decided we was going to adopt. Wow. And, um, so you were getting ready to adopt, adopt. a baby girl. That's, a baby that's, girl. That's what we had finally decided we were going to do. So it seems like as soon as we decided that, boom, <laughs> there you were. I was like, hold up, hold up. Here I come. <laughs> Take me a while. And, and to this day, you're still slow. <laughs> 
Let, let's let's clarify slow. She means slow moving. Yes. <laughs> Not slow mentally. <laughs> I take my time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you guys were getting ready to adopt. You actually had a, like a console, like a meeting or something, right? Like you were really serious. Yeah, we were very serious about it because I, I didn't want uh, Andre to be an only child. We mm-hmm. didn't want him to be an only child. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we had decided to do. But I didn't know that we were going to get pregnant as soon as we decided. I may have been pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, while we were going through this. That's how close it was. Yeah, yeah. When, didn't know. Do you remember the day that you found out you were pregnant? Mm, I can't remember the day I started feeling... Uh, like I was pregnant, I was, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I remember, um, um, you know, I, I, I think I went to see my doctor and that's when I found out, you know, that mm-hmm. I was pregnant, but I know it wasn't long after we had decided to have, to, uh, to adopt, adopt a, baby. About a baby. Yes. So you went to the doctor, was this just a kind of a regular checkup or was it like, you were feeling weird, so you wanted to go I was confirm. feeling kind of weird, yes. Yes, so and I went, and uh, yeah, that's when he told me. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? I was excited. I went out and bought some clothes. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you went and bought some clothes. What was Dad's reaction when you told him that you were pregnant? Oh, he was beyond excited, yeah. Wow. Yes. So after... Around about almost eight years at that point, you guys were headed down the road of adopting, which I think is absolutely beautiful and amazing that that was a choice for you. And boom, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Here I am. Here I come. I'm ready now. And so when did you know that I was a girl and how did you know? I had a dream one night. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I had the dream before I got pregnant. Mm, okay. I was um, I was asleep, mm-hmm. and I um, I've been praying about a baby too. We had both been praying about a baby, and we that's when we was going through the whole thing of all the procedures and all that stuff. But one night I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just sat up in the bed and I saw this baby. She was sitting at my feet. And she had on a white dress, mm-hmm. and she was looking at me. And I looked at her, and I just started smiling. It seemed like she was smiling. She was so pretty. And I just laid down and went back to sleep. So the next morning, when I woke up, I thought, was that real? Mm. Or did I, was I dreaming? Because that's how that, real it, it felt. It felt, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, from that point on... I knew that I was going to have a baby, and I knew that it was going to be a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, but I didn't know if it was going to be from me or from someone else. Okay, you didn't so know if it would be. I didn't be... know, but I knew I was going to have a baby girl, mm-hmm. and because we were still talking in, in those stages about adopting and all of that. So yeah, I wow. always knew that I would have a girl, but everybody else thought I would have a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're buying dresses and everybody else is buying boy yeah, clothes. I'm buying pink stuff and they're <laughs> buying blue stuff. 
got a lot of uh, Astro. I remember the picture with the Astros. Yeah, they were pretty uh, popular back then. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going, okay. Wow. And I still have my baby blanket, guys, by the way. My mom kept it all these years, and, mm. I, and I discovered it about a month ago at the house. And I, I was want like, it back. I'm waiting <laughs> on my grandbabies. <laughs> she wants it back, but I love it. It was my baby blanket. Just the nostalgia of it all. Okay, so... You knew I was having a great... I actually remember you telling me about that dream years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I came to you and said, hey, mom, I'm coming. But you knew you were having a baby girl. Okay, so fast forward. How was your pregnancy? I had a very good pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, except at night. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. were very good during the day. <laughs> but at night... You came alive. Mm. As a matter of fact, I spent many a nights in the rocking chair. Mm. Rocking you. While you were pregnant. While I was pregnant. <laughs> to settle you down. Wow. And um, That's I, why I, I'm I, such a night owl. I'm still a night owl to yeah. this day. And, and your dad would come home and then he said, okay, Chris, it's time to go to bed. And I said, no, I don't want to move. She might wake up. So I'll just stay there. And wow. I was, many nights I spent the night in that chair. So I can rest and go to work the next morning because if I got up, you would wake up and we would be up all night. So kicking and going on. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I still feel like I'm that sensitive still. Yeah. Other than that, I had a good pregnancy. It was just still trying to get you to settle down, (laughs) you know, at night. You slept all day. I had, you know, at work, I would have a good day, but at night, Mm -hmm. you just... I'm up. You got busy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Okay, so for you, yeah, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you're you're on the road to adoption. You find out that you're pregnant. You're excited. You're buying clothes. Intuitively, you know from your dream that you're having a little girl, and. Tell us about the due date. Why did we decide to induce? Because our birthdays are only four days apart. Yeah, you were actually overdue. Okay. You were actually overdue. And I, I told my doctor, I said, well, if, since we're going to induce, and uh, so let's go ahead and do it on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's give her a couple of more days. And I go, but I want it on my birthday. <laughs> my mom wanted to share a birthday with me, y'all. Yes. Her birthday is August 30th, and my birthday is September 4th. Virgo's in the house. <laughs> so he was like, well, let's just, just give her a few more days. Okay. So um, we waited a couple of days, and then I said, okay, I'm not going to wait any longer. He said, okay, we'll do it. Let's do it on, Sept- let's do it on the 4th. Mm-hmm. I said, we can do it on the 30th, on the 31st. He said, no, let's go ahead and do it on the 4th. He let me I have said, my own birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Bad doctor. So I said, okay, we'll wait until the 4th. And that's when we decide to induce on the 4th. So, yes, I was excited. Had no idea that um, it was going to be as painful as it was. I thought induced labor meant that things were going to be smooth, you know, mm. that I was still have a, you know, yeah. my senses. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, induction, while I haven't experienced it personally, I've seen it up front with a couple of my moms, and it is a very 
rigorous, painful process. Yes, it is. Um, not to scare anybody, but just to be real, just because you're you're kind of jump starting your body to do something it may not be ready to do yet. And she wasn't ready, y'all. I wasn't ready. <laughs> so, but that's okay. That's okay. So we we had an induced labor. It was painful. Do you remember how long you were in labor? It wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. I the time I don't know. I can't recall, but I do remember once they started it, and she told me she said it won't be long now. So um, I was about. Five for five or ten minutes, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything. That's why I thought it was gonna be smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, you know. <laughs> and but as the time wore on, mm-hmm. I began to feel uh, the cramping and all of that. Did stuff. they give you an epidural? Mm-mm. Can they do that? No, at no, that I, I didn't have time. one. Okay, it was no time. No time. Because once you got started, mm-hmm. you came. You know. So you. So you you decided not to get an epidural mm-hmm. initial, okay. Well, it wasn't time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I came about five or six hours later. It wasn't that long. Okay, much shorter mm-hmm. than that. Yes, yes, it was much shorter than that. And so when I came, do you remember the first time you saw me? Yes, I do. And you were crying. I remember the doctor said. Oh, we didn't even have to spank her. <laughs> came Spanking me. <laughs> I came out hollering. Yes, she did. <laughs> and I thought, and and uh, and when I saw you, and she said, um, "It's a girl." I said, "No." <laughs> and, and she said, "Well, you're the only one that knew it was a girl." I said, "No." And your dad saw you, and he left. And I'm going. Why he did left. Why did he leave? I don't know. I think he went to call some people, but he had the camera and he was supposed to be taking pictures and he just ran off and left to let everybody know he's got a little girl. (laughs) Well, there are some pictures because I remember seeing some pictures. They exist. I I have this one picture of the doctor holding me and and I look like I just came out. Mm -hmm. So, wow. So... Dad is excited. He's run out the room to make calls and let everybody know he has a girl. Mm-hmm. And you just had a short, painful, but short labor. It was very painful. And it seemed mm. very long mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> what kind of support did you have in the room while you were laboring? I remember? had lots of support. There were like three or four nurses there and, mm-hmm. and the doctor was there. And of course, your dad was there. So the doctor was there while you were laboring. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was there. That's good. That's good. And so I came out. Do you remember how much I weighed? Seven pounds and something. Seven pounds and Seven. four ounces. About, yeah, four ounces. Uh-huh. 19 inches. Mm-hmm. You're a big baby. Wow. How long did you stay in the hospital after I was born? About a week. You okay. can stay in the hospital long in those days. Yeah. You, didn't leave you hear that, day. ladies? My mom stayed in the hospital after a vaginal birth, she's not going to like me saying that, but it is what it is. After a vaginal birth for a week, mm-hmm. you know, women are going home same day. Exactly. Next day in most cases, mm-hmm. unless there was a cesarean. That's amazing. So that time in the hospital, do you remember how it was? Like what kind of care were you given? 
very good care. I mm-hmm. mean, then, and I'm sure some hospitals still do, but back then, we had a lot of um, support. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, uh, from the staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really took care of the ladies. I know at the women's hospital, they did. Mm-hmm. They gave us lots of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was I with you the whole time, or was I in the nursery? No, you were in the nursery. Mm-hmm. But you were crying, so mm-hmm. they decided to just bring you down to my room mm-hmm. and leave you there, because you was waking up the other babies. Well, <laughs> thank God. I wanted my mama. <laughs> She's waking up the other babies. I'm like, can I see my mom, though? (laughs) Y'all want me in here a whole week? (laughs) Did you you breastfeed or did you formula feed? I I breastfeed for a while. Oh, that's why I'm so smart. (laughs) No, all babies are smart, regardless of how they're fed. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes breastfeeding isn't an option, so... But you breastfed. Okay, how long? For a little while. Just for a little while because I wasn't producing enough milk. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and um, and you were hungry. So mm-hmm. we had to, once I got you home, I tried for, I guess, about two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. But I still wasn't you know, producing enough milk, so we had to go to a formula. Okay. And... Um, and it seemed like as soon as soon as we put you on the formula and you got used to that, here comes the milk. So. Are you serious? <laughs> That's so interesting. And they said it would take a while for some ladies mm-hmm. to um, to do that, but it was uh, you weren't having it. You mm-hmm. were hungry, so <laughs> I'm still slightly greedy. <laughs> so, what would you? How, how did you feel when you came home with a baby? Because it had been eight years. So was it like being a first-time mom again? Or does it was it like riding a bike? It was uh, different mm-hmm. because uh, you were different. Mm-hmm. My first baby was um, calm. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you you had colic. We found out that um, mm-hmm. you had colic, and um, we had to um, um, change your formula mm-hmm. a few times to find something that would help you know, with you know settle your, your stomach that you could really uh, mm-hmm. drink and that wouldn't upset your stomach. Mm-hmm. So you did a lot of crying mm-hmm. and. Um, and I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. And although I had helped raise uh, or taken care of uh, nieces and nephews mm-hmm. from my um, from my mom's side, none of them were like you. <laughs> you were uniquely <laughs> on your own. <laughs> so how did you how did you cope with that? To tell the truth, mm-hmm. with food, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. I did because you made me. I was really nervous mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, during that time when you cried so much. And I, re- I recall people would call the house, and and uh, one time your aunt called the house, and and she said, um, "Oh, I hear Miss Jenny." <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> said, "You're at home because I hear Miss Jenny." I said, "Yeah, she she's crying again." But. Um, it took some getting used to, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, 
I just wasn't used to babies crying all day mm-hmm. and all night. Mm-hmm. So it was... Uh, Sounds it, like I was probably allergic or something to to maybe the formula. No, you had colic. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said that after three months, he said normally they grow out of it mm-hmm. after three months. And uh, I remember taking you back to the doctor and you were three months old that, <laughs> that day. <laughs> And, uh, I remember and you was crying, and you were crying, and we were trying to get your clothes off to get you weighed, and you were crying, and you were crying. And finally, your pediatrician picked you up, and he looked at you, and he said, Janae, today you are three months old. Now, you stop that crying. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of look at him like, are you talking to me? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what, what advice would you give moms who are dealing with a baby that maybe has some discomfort and they're crying a lot because I could imagine that was frustrating and you know and all that what advice would you give that mom that's just like I would seek some help mm -hmm. you know uh, to find out what is causing it because you know you don't know it could be colic colic or something else Mm -hmm. just uh, take her to the doctor and find out what is going on Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so did I stop crying at some point or <laughs> Did it never stop? <laughs> you stop crying. Uh-huh. But you start whining. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a graduation from crying, you know. Baby steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no pun yes. intended. So, what were uh, what were some of my Okay, back up. When did I start walking? How old was I? I think you were about 10 or 11 months old. Mm-hmm. You started walking before you were a year old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10 or 11 months, yes. Um, and when you think about me as like a little toddler and a little girl... Would you say that there are some qualities like from when I was really, really young that you see in me today? Yes. What are those? I remember, um, let me see, how can I put it? Because you, you've always had a mind of your own. You know, is you, you seem like you always knew what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you would do it. I re- I recall uh, when you were um, when you had just started walking, and uh, well, you've been walking for a minute. And um, if you wanted to sit in my lap, you would sit in my lap. If you didn't want me to, to hug you, you let me know. But you wanted to sit in my lap, you know. <laughs> No, what kind of stuff is that? I don't know. That's what I'm. What is wrong with this baby? But you, but you just wanted to sit in my lap, and that's it. Don't hug me. Just let me sit here. Mm-hmm. And even when you started school, uh, kindergarten, and uh, I would pick you up from the daycare and bring you home, and and uh, you would come up to me and push me in the in the chair, and I would sit there. And then you get in my lap, <laughs> and you would sit there. And if I try to hug you, you know, no, you would sit there until you got ready to move, and then you'll get down and go. <laughs> Hey, but it was not, I, I need to be with my mommy now. Don't hug me, but just let me sit here for a minute. Right. <laughs> wow. And that went on forever. 
seemed like forever. You know, whenever you, you know, I would be in the room and you just push me in the chair so, I, so you can just sit in my lap, you know. <laughs> wow. What is that called? <laughs> um, and what qualities in me do you see in you? Quite a few. I um you're very I think you're very self sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, I see that. I as far as your skills and and whatever's I, I know that you're an organizer and uh, so am I. You mm-hmm. you do that very well. And um didn't take the cooking skills from me. Hey, heart, <laughs> I cook a little bit, but I married a chef. <laughs> I, I see quite a few. Do you? Do you see any? Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, along the lines of what you said, I think I get all of my entrepreneurship from you. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up watching you work for an oil and gas company for 30 years, but you had like two to three businesses while you were working so you had your Mary Kay business you had your catering business you had your graphic design business which mm-hmm. your graphic design business you still have mm-hmm. and so for me working full time so to speak and having a business is like normal whereas yes. for other people it's like how do you do that and I'm like well it's normal for me because I grew up watching my parents work and run these businesses and it's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket type of thing. Yes, yes. You know, and I watched you plan very large events and you're always involved and very engaged with your community. And and I definitely feel like I got all of that from you. Hmm. Yeah. Now, yes. I I save. I'm a good saver. And that's from dad, though, because you <laughs> you like to shop a whole lot. <laughs> I'm I get my frugal spirit from dad. <laughs> I am not a big spender. Oh, okay. But I love to reward myself. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And speaking of rewarding yourself, um one thing that I also grew up watching was you always take very good care of yourself. Um you know, the physical aspect, you always made sure you got your hair done, your nails done, you rewarded yourself, and you also, you know, just took good care of yourself. And where did you get that from? I got that from my mom. Okay. My mom was a diva before diva was <laughs> a thing. A thing, you know. Come on, my dear. <laughs> Resting. In peace and watching over us. Yes, my mom, uh, and, and we grew up like that. She would always tell us, you know, always when you're going out someplace, always comb your hair, you know, uh, uh, at least put the powder sponge over your face. You rub <laughs> that over your face so you won't be shining because you never know who you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You never know. And I always kept that in the back of my mind. And, and uh, it seems like every time I would go out in public and didn't do something, just uh, just thinking in the back of my mind, I'm just going to be here for a little while and then run back to the house. I always see somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I would always see somebody. So I just kind of kept that, you know, and, and put it to use, good use. Um, 
and taking care of yourselves. My mom was like that, you know. She cared about her appearances and how she looked, and she uh, cared about how we looked when we went out, and she instilled that in us. So, and, and I like it. And it, it's a confidence booster too. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that you know if I don't really groom myself per se before I leave the house or just really put put not like dressing to the nines every time but just really just take the time to get myself together I feel different Mm -hmm. you know than if I don't Mm -hmm. and so you know I think that that's always a part of self-care and Mm self-love you know Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so I I definitely got the foundation of my self-love and my self-care from you as well. Mm-hmm. So I thank you, Mom. I appreciate that yes, very go much. Go back another generation to your grandma. <laughs> yes, yes. I and her mother. She always, when she went out, yes. she always looked her best. Great Grandma Salonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May she rest in peace. So, Mom, thank you so much for sharing your birth story with me. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, I learned some things. There were some aspects I really didn't know. We're going to have to have a part two <laughs> about this. But before we um, before we close our discussion, um, is there anything, if you have any advice for the mother-to-be who's longing to have a baby? You know, we we don't have magic wands per se to make someone pregnant or anything. But if you think about some of the emotions and the things that you were feeling before you said, you know what, we're going to adopt. What advice would you give her, the one who's longing to to have a baby, but it just hasn't happened yet? I would say don't give up. Mm -hmm. You know, just um, pray Mm -hmm. and ask God, you know, he knows your heart. He knows your desires. And I would just pray and talk to him about it and and ask him for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will speak to you and let you know and give you the right directions and where to go. Yeah. You know, he would do that. And just wait on him. Just trust him mm-hmm. and wait on him. That's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful advice. Mm-hmm. So if you are in that position, be open to how it manifests. May God continue to bless, keep, and protect you all. Thank you, mothers, so much for sitting down with me and telling the world how grateful I am and that I don't cook. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you so much. This has been like the best birthday ever, spending my day with my mom, a spa day, and just Mm -hmm. reflecting on my your birth my birth your birth it's really your birthday because you're the one who gave birth you know I was born it's my born day but it's your birthday that's what we say in the conscious community (laughs) but I appreciate you mom and I love you very much love you too sweetie bye can't wait till you're sitting in this oh till you're interviewing me oh (laughs) we shall see peace and light Oh, my mom is so funny, and y'all see where I get it from, but I'm just so appreciative that she sat down and spoke with me, and I actually learned some things. I thought that I knew aspects of my birthday and the day that I was born, um, but I never sat down and just got a full 
start to finish story. And so it was really cool to have that moment with my mom. And, and I feel really blessed to be in the position to be able to share it with you. So if you are able, you can at this point in time, close your eyes, um, relax. If not, you can just simply focus on these words, breathing in and out three times. I am love, I am light. All things are working in divine order and for our benefit. May you always know how beautiful and blessed you are. What a blessing to live another day, to live another year. May we always take very good care of our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. May we have the courage to say no when we need to say no and invite positive energy, vibes, people and energy, always energy (laughs) into our lives. In moments of doubt, may we lean on that positive energy. In challenging times, let us not go through it alone, but reach out to our sacred circle, whoever that is, to help pull us through those moments. May we go into meditation as we are now to breathe, center, and reflect in a space of gratitude. For gratitude has a way of facilitating healing and bringing us back to center in a space where we may forget just how amazingly blessed we are. Happy birthday for all of the birthday babies Everybody's birthday is coming up at some point. May you always take a moment to reflect on your last birth year and just step into a space of gratitude. Be grateful for all the lessons learned and all of the wisdom gained. Be excited for all of the adventures ahead, knowing that challenges are normal and that setbacks are not the end of the story. You are amazingly blessed. You are amazingly blessed. We are all amazingly blessed. You can wiggle your fingers and toes. If possible, come back to the present moment. Oh, 
It's a great time to be alive, y'all. May we all do good things with the time we are given. (sighs) I'm grateful for all of you following me, being patient as I sometimes do not have a weekly podcast for you. (laughs) But I come back. I come back. I do. I'm going to change release. Every Monday to release when the spirit moves and make it a big deal. So hopefully (laughs) you see it when it comes out. But no, thank you for joining me um, and hearing me and allowing me to share with you. Well, always good things coming up. Um, We've had such a great year so far. And now we're in the month of September, my favorite year of the month, as we are fall season bound looking forward to these cooler temperatures and changing of the the, the trees and oh just I love the fall y'all it's my favorite season so if you're in the greater Houston area on September 21st we have our um, next installment of the Self-Love Women's Circle at the Woman's Earth locally here in Houston, Texas, Third Ward area. Um, I will be hosting my tribe sisters and any guests that want to join us. And my feature facilitator is my sis, Sheridan LeBay, the owner of Southern Couture. So I'm really excited to be talking about self-care and authenticity with Sheridan. So join us September 21st, 7 to 9 p.m., Um, I'm also going to be one of three guest speakers to sit on a panel of my sis Sharice Davis's uh, series, Lightworkers, and we're going to be talking about identity. And that's also going to be held in Third Ward at Crumville, Texas, um, owned by uh, my sis uh, Ella. And we're going to be talking and diving into the, the, I guess, the philosophical concept and just the overall arrival of self-identity. So join us September 29th. Um, You can find details about that on my social um, and you can follow Sharice at Sharice Davis. And then of course, oh my God, it seems around the corner now, um, the second annual self-love retreat themed Adjust Your Crown. I'm hosting a little over 50 women in the on the beautiful island of Tobago in early November. I'm so excited. Feel free, please do follow our journey at the Woman's Earth um, or thewomansearth.com. We will be posting regularly as we're leading up to the retreat and during the retreat and after the retreat reflections. And if you missed being a part of the self-love retreat this year, no worries. We definitely will be releasing our next location for the 2019-2020 year soon. And I do that at my annual New Year's Eve brunch, which will be happening towards the end of December. And I'll have more details on that very soon. So now that the announcements are out of the way, I just want to thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Love Right Now show. And if it's your birthday, happy birthday. 
<laughs> if it's your birthday month, if it's your birthday season, all Virgos stand up. Do something really special for your birthday because it's your day and do that for yourself and do that now. If you're having any challenging moments as you live through your life, know that this is normal and don't go through it alone and get the support and help you need and do that right now. And of course, above all else and above all things, allow love to flow to you and through you and love right now. This is your self-love advocate, J. Pierre Raven, and you've been listening to the Love Right Now Show. Peace and light. This is for the love.